Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Bienvenue. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Uh, I want to say that this is a fantastic show because my friend, Bilal Batwawi, is here. Uh, I'm going to tell you, you've not, you've not met a person that can remove unnecessary language from your sales process as effectively <laughs> as Bilal. Uh, for those of you that are unfamiliar, death to fluff is the man's brand and you want to go and connect with him because that is something that he can do for your sales process. I give you a moment to come into the room. You're probably coming off of a call. You may be coming out of a meeting. I hope it was a good one. I hope you've had a positive week this week. It is Friday and that means that you've got 30 minutes with us today to talk all about voicemails. I know somebody in this room, probably a lot of y'all, never thought for one second <laughs> voicemails would require a 30 minute show, but this guy has included. Yeah. Included. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But this guy has mastered it. So we're going to give you some, some guardrails and some things that you can do for your voicemails. Once again, learn to sell.io. We're going to drop some resources in the chat for you throughout the show. Take part in the question that I have launched right here. What are you? That's what we need to know. We tailor the conversation for the folks that are in the room. This is how we do it. Uh, all right. Before we kick things off, scan this QR code, go check out sellbetter.xyz, figure out why we're doing this, who we're doing it for, why, what do you get out of it, right? This, this is what you get out of it, stuff that you can actually do that yields results. While you're there, explore our YouTube channel and subscribe right there. I want to give a big thanks to our partners for being a part of this today. Zoom Info, this is a group of people that are dedicated to data and of course, all of my great friends over at Wonderway, and they've got something special for you. John Barrows and I have been having a lot of fun with this, finding ways that we can improve our flows and our processes and our calls. So take your last 20 calls because you get them for free and download them and upload them into this new AI coach. Now, this is AI at a very granular level for you, the front lines, that you guys can see where you can make improvements. It'll give you the feedback in real time. I'm dropping the link in the chat so that everybody can go get this. You can input your 20 calls free and get this feedback and it'll tell you what you need to do to improve. Shout out to Wonderway for using AI in an effective manner in the modern age. All right, this is what you're going to get today. Why leave a voicemail at all? We've got to talk about that first. Uh, how are you going to leverage it to do something meaningful? And then of course, essentials, structure, stuff like that. Bilal, let's kick things off with this little nugget here. And I think a lot of you are going to be surprised. Put a one in the chat if you've heard of, but don't really know what it means. Voice over IP, V-O-I-P. Put a one in the chat if you've heard of this, but you have no idea why that matters. Bilal, jump in, buddy. <laughs> well, honored to be here. Thanks, James, for having me again. I love being on the show with you. I love the energy. Hey, everybody. So here's the thing, okay? For the longest time, I snoozed on voicemails. I just thought, skip them. Just skip them, right? Or put in one of those auto-recorded ones, and just, you know, whatever, like, hey, this is Bilad, give me a call back, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's like, if you've ever done a voicemail and you've done that game, you know you don't get a call back. It's like the least likely outcome possible. So you say, what's the point of this thing? Okay. Introducing now voice over IP. All right. So every company has one pretty much that's over 50 employees. It's like a staple thing that you buy. And that VoIP system is essentially how they manage all the phone numbers, the phone tree, everybody's extension, blah, blah, blah. Now, what happens is by default on almost all VoIPs, it is set up that when an, uh, a voicemail is left, it gets auto-transcribed by the system and gets sent by default to that inbox owner's email. <laughs> so you are getting the rare, coveted, guaranteed delivery message to the inbox of your buyer that in today's day and age, if you're not paying attention, 
is literally almost impossible with Google cracking down and, and Outlook and Microsoft cracking down on spam and stuff like that, you get a guaranteed delivery voice to text message in your buyer's inbox if you leave a voicemail. This is genius right here. Now, keep in mind, y'all, I worked telecommunications through the year 2000 to 2006 at the University of Miami. I got to throw that out there since you guys were just talking about USF. But I'm going to tell you right now, I installed these machines, these voice over IP systems, and had no idea that this could be used in a sales capacity until Bilal dropped it on us the other day. I never thought of this. So uh, let me get a two in the chat. If you are thinking already, I never thought that a text version of my voicemail would be guaranteed to hit the inbox of my recipient. Also, put a three in the chat if you've attended one of our email delivery shows in the past and you understand this problem in the modern age. This, this changed. Yo, this is bananas, right? Because lots of people have come to those shows and heard about all the delivery issues that salespeople are. This is a system that is designed to guarantee that your prospect gets the email. Uh, all right. What yeah. about like what about like uh, phone numbers? Do you have do you have a t I have a tip for phone numbers? Do you save them? What do you do with your phone numbers when you get one? You know it's the right phone number. What do you do? Yeah, actually, I, I, mean, I love your tip. When we talked about it in the pre-show, I just yeah. uh, for for me, I was used to try to save the the phone tree, you know, pathing. But I, but that's as far as I used to take it. I never really like thought more of it than that. I have had this habit now for six years. When I meet somebody and I have their number and it's their direct number, first of all, if it's a cold call, I literally say, is this your cell? Can I save this number? No one says no to you, mm -hmm. right? You save the number. That way, every time they call you back, if they call you back because you left a good voicemail, it comes up with their name and I could be like, Bilal, what's happening? This is like, I'm not scrambling to my CRM to figure out where this number is called. Who, uh, you have to be like, oh, hey, let me know in the chat. Yes or no. Have you ever been caught in a situation where somebody finally called you back and you're like, Oh, hang on a second, right? Like immediately looking up the number in your CRM to figure out who the F called me. <laughs> wait, who are, oh, I left you a voicemail. Who are you again? You're trying to get the parentheses, right? You're like, okay, wait, you're going to get the parentheses. You're not going to look up the number properly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. We're, we're already hitting some high notes. Let's talk structure because, you know, look, 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 look at the results right here. AE's SERs, heavy in the room. Shout out to our senior leaders. Tell your friends we need more leaders coming in so that they can change the brains and the behavior of their sales. Yes. That is very important right now. Uh, okay, give me a structure, something that you think is effective for voicemail, someone, something that you might leave for somebody. Yeah, so, the, so, now, so now that we know that this VoIP is going to transcribe the message, there's a couple things we need to take into account. Number one, that transcription might not be good. So the longer the message, the more errors, the less likely the person is going to read it. You want to think of this as like, if I'm about to text a friend and I hit that like voice to text button on my phone, what do I say? It's a short, quick message to a friend. Okay. Cut hmm. the formalities, cut the unnecessary talk and just get straight to the point because the shorter it is, the more likely it's going to get read. Because again, this is instant delivery to the, to the buyer's inbox and they're going to be able to see it quickly. Okay. And most people do check this. This is like something that is pretty common because when you get these notifications, it's a system notification. You usually don't ignore those. Okay. So that's, that's the first thing. Now, the second thing is this, we're not looking for a callback. Callback is extremely rare. Nobody really does it. 
Okay. So if you're wasting that precious real estate with your number and you know when to call you back and what time you'll be available, what? No, no. Like you wasted that billboard space, right? Like a good billboard, there's only so much space on it. Like yeah. It's not crowded with nonsense. Yeah. So what I like to do is this. I think of the voicemail as a tee up for the next touch. Okay. Because the voicemail is coming in a sequence. All right. No single touch matters. All of them do. Okay. So the idea is this. What can I say in that voice to text message? I could say something like, hey, James, this is Bilal trying to get a hold of you. Must have just missed you. Look in your inbox for the email. Subject line will be, you know, expenses. Oh, so the one that I like that you gave when we talked about this originally was my voicemail as the subject line. And you were like, mm-hmm. "You, I, I, so, so uh, let's just pull the room right here, right? One, let's say, let's say, Yes or no, do you believe my voicemail is a good subject line? Without context here, yes or no, is my voicemail a good subject line? Aaron says no. Ryan says no. I see some yeses. I see some yes. And meh. I see some meh. We're some 50-50s. Uh, all right. Give, give, give it up, man. Why would you, when would you use this? How would you use this? Why, I, why is it bad? I'm a huge fan of boring subject lines. Under, uh, you know, no capitalization, boring, two word, one word, three words. So voicemail, that's perfect. Expenses. If I'm, if I'm emailing you guys, all right, let's say I'm, I'm prospecting you guys or your bosses. And uh, my thing would be like cold calling because I know all of you are doing it. So I know your boss is going to click that email. It says, cool. What about cold calling? Yeah. My team does it. What is this? Yeah. You know, what, what is this? What do you got? Well, the non-hypocrites do. The non-hypocrites. <laughs> right. The non- that's right. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nothing worse than a team leader that leads a team of cold callers right. and gets cold calls and is like, take me off your list. Right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So, so you, you tee up that next touch. It could also be redirected to social. You could say, hey, I just sent you an invite on, on LinkedIn or you just accepted my invite on LinkedIn, but I pinged you and- you might want to check that message. There's like, you're essentially whatever comes next in your sequence, that next thing, the voice to text of that voicemail is where you plug it. It's mm-hmm. it's free ad space to be like, hey, pay attention. We're still moving here. We're moving along in the sequence. I like the billboard and the quick ad space mentality that you're pushing into people's minds here for a second, because the voicemail is short. And it's small, but it gives you a human touch. It gives you a voice that they associate then with the other messages on the other channels that you're going through. If you're hitting an email and you're hitting in LinkedIn and you're hitting on Instagram and you're leaving voicemails, this is like saying to somebody like, yo, I'm going to get in touch with you. I don't really care which channel you choose to engage with me on. In fact, phone is going to be the best. Uh, But here, you said about the real estate, and I think this is important to ask for the audience in the room. Do you leave your vo- your phone number, yes or no, on your voicemails? Do you, is it consistent for you? Do you leave your voice, your phone number in a voicemail? So I got a lot of no's. Yes, sometimes. Don't do it, folks. Don't do yes, it. No. The, the, the VoIP captures your number. So you're you're double dipping. It's like saying ATM machine. It's already, it, it's a machine is in the word. You don't got to yeah. do it. It's yeah. ATM. <laughs> okay. We don't need to double dip. The VoIP, every modern VoIP on the planet already captures your number. So you saying your number again is wasting that text space. It's just wasting it. So don't do it. The number's already in there. The VoIP captures it when it sends this auto-generated message. It says the number of the, the person who called. So you don't got to do that. 
but like, but like, watch this, right? Watch this. Let me know. Did yes, yes or no? Again, did one of your leaders tell you always leave a voicemail? Yeah, always leave a voice. Leave your number twice yeah. because somebody's trying to write it down. Who called in the nineties? Yo, in the nineties, it was like, "What's up?" It was like, "What's up?" This is James at three zero five six three two six zero zero five, and I'm calling because X, Y, and Z, uh, Carnival Cruise Lines, great deal, et cetera, et cetera. Again, this is James three zero five six three zero two. Oh my God! Stop the phone this. number cookie. The phone number cookie sandwich. <laughs> it was like, yep, like book it. That number right? is yeah. <laughs> Classic line, dude. Case, I left just in case you want to call me back. Just in case. Yep. And, and, and they don't, right? They don't anyway. So the thing is like, get that out of your mind. We're ditching that now. It's 2023. We got 4G on the moon. Okay. You can, you can literally, you can literally remortgage your house on an app in three minutes. It's true. We're, we don't need to repeat our number twice anymore. Yeah. 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 4G is on the moon. I think that's probably the best way to say it. <laughs> okay. This is the question I have for you now, y'all. Think about it, right? Before you just click, don't just click. Think about it, right? How many voicemails do you actually leave? every single week and while you guys are filling that out Bilal tell me about tones my tone is very playful and I think that earns me a lot of engagement on other channels because my playful tone comes through in my voicemails do you leverage a playful tone or is it more concise and serious and to the point no it's very friendly I'm with you very friendly because and then this is so we got two more points on the voicemail right the this point right here is that every VoIP We'll create a little audiogram directly in that generated message, that auto-generated message that's guaranteed to deliver to your buyer's inbox of the voicemail. And people do click play on it. Okay, so now you get a chance to humanize the message and put it in your words and your voice with the chuckle and the laugh and everything. And people do click play, especially when it's short. Again, if I get like a 10-second audio note, I'll click play on it. But yeah, what, what do we got here? What is it? Right, you know, uh, my curiosity is for anything I can hear. If I can hear it, I tend to click play, unless it's from somebody I I I check them out first before, right? And you're like, you get the bad vibe. But typically, salespeople, you know, they they've got a good presence these days. So mm-hmm. I I tend to click play. Are you that person? Does it hit your brain and you're like, I gotta know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially again, and the people are asking like, why would they listen to it if the text is right there? That's just habit. Some people do it as just habit especially if it's really short. I mean, we're talking about if you're doing this voicemail correctly, this thing is sub 20 seconds, mm-hmm. right? It, it, you're not, you're not the St. Warren piece. Again, we already cut out the numbers. We cut out all the extra fluff, death to fluff, right? So it's short. Exactly. But <laughs> exactly. So it is short. Some people just play it and now they get to hear your voice and now you get to humanize it. You know, is it, Hey James, it's Bilal. What's up, man? Listen, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get an email from me right now. Subject line blank. Check it out. Talk to you soon. And it's just like, wow. So who is this guy? Well, that's just friendly. Like as if he knows me or something. What's going on here? And that leads to the fourth point. The fourth point, which is that if you send that email or that next touch immediately after the voicemail, you now get double the real estate in their inbox. Right? You get a back to back of auto auto generated message from the system. And then my email almost immediately after, and it's a double hit. It's hard to ignore. It's hard to ignore. That's the that's the double tap. Uh, type Zombie Land if you ever seen Zombie Land. Number one rule: double tap. <laughs> double tap. Double tap. <laughs> right, I'm definitely going to be more effective 
on the double tap. Uh, let's check out the results right here. Check this out. It looks like a lot of people are leaving between 5 and 10 and 20. Bilal, I know that you are a voicemail fanatic. Like, you consistently leave voicemails. How many would you say is the average for you in a one-hour call block? How many how many voicemails do you tend to leave? Uh, yeah, I'll be leaving like 10 to 20 easily. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really... Um, I really have to justify why I made the call and them not answering and not leaving the voicemail. What did I really do then? Like, yeah. was that really a touch or was it nothing? Because, you know, the, you know, the tree fell in the forest, nobody heard it. So did it really make a sound? Like, <laughs> you know, you did nothing that you have accomplished nothing. If you don't leave that voicemail, that was a ghost touch. And it doesn't really count towards you getting a meaningful conversation with them. I love this uh, ghost touch, right? A lot of people ghost touch people and <laughs> avoid this, right? If, if, you, if you're going to call somebody, you're going to take the time to dial the phone number, search for the phone number, verify the phone number, and then you get the opportunity to leave a message, leave the message. Otherwise, it was a wasted effort. That time meant pretty much nothing. Uh, yes, Olga, we do leave messages every time we get the chance. So, um, um, you can use voicemail in another way too. If the prospect does not have their voicemail set up, uh, one in the chat, if you've ever said, the pros this person does not have their voicemail set up. Right. Yeah, if you've ever got that on a call, you know, what do you do next, right? That's the immediate question you have. You send the email and the DM that says, couldn't leave you a voicemail. Yeah. That's what I do. And people are like, yeah, sorry, I don't have that set up. Now the conversation has begun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Little like subject line, your voicemail question mark. It's not set up. Uh, yeah. Here, you know, I. How, how do you expect me to get it? How do you like to be reached out? I can't call you, obviously. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this myth that voicemails are going to get us meetings. I think I thought that at one point in time, there was this magic thing that was going to be like, I'm going to call, I'm going to leave this voicemail, tell them I'm sending this email, and then through the email, I'm going to give them my calendar link, and then boom, I'm going to get this meeting. It turned out I was selling in my voicemails, and this was a no bueno situation. Talk to me about how we actually earn meetings by leaving voicemails. Yeah, yeah. So again, the voicemail, let's just let's just lower expectations dramatically. <laughs> Not intended to get a callback, okay? The likelihood of that, the statistics are out and it's been like that since I started in sales 15 years ago and it's never fluctuated. Less than 1% of voicemails get a callback. Never seen a single state of sales report described otherwise, okay? You're definitely not going to put in, you know, your Calendly link or something, you know, your, your booking meeting into your voicemail. Can't do it, right? So the voicemail is purposely designed to get their attention on that next touch, to get own that real estate in their inbox. And that next touch is where you ask for the meeting, okay? So that's why it's so important to tee up the expectation of the next touch, whether that's, again, something you're going to do on LinkedIn because they accepted your request or didn't, something you're going to email them a call that you're going to make the next day, something you physically mail them, whatever it is, right? Like you, you, your sequence is yours, but you've got to make sure that you're getting maximum attention and that's going to dramatically increase you getting a response on that next touch. This is good advice right here, y'all. Remember that the voicemail is part of a contact strategy overall. We got some good questions in here. Great question from Robert. We just answered that question. If their invoice is not, if their email, their voicemail is not set up yet, send that message on DM or email and leave you a voicemail, right? Sometimes I'll even verify the phone number. Hey, just tried to call you at, and then I put the phone number. Sometimes they're like, that's the wrong phone number. I'm at this number. And I got their phone number now. I got to pick up the phone and call them, right? Sometimes they're like, 
I'm going to reach back out in this email or this DM because this person just called me and that's my number, right? So you can tell people that they're having a hard time. You're having a hard time leaving the phone, the, the message, and that prompts them to get back to you. I see questions coming in in the chat. Put them in the Q&A because Bilal and I are going to leave some, some time at the end and we'll get some questions answered. Uh, but, but before we do that, I want you to talk about the symphony here because I loved this analogy that you made. Um, you know, every channel that we use for sales, I view as an instrument, something, a tool that we, that we play. Uh, one is a, a fiddle and another is a trumpet and another is a harp, right? Okay, fine. It's an orchestra of touch points. Where does voicemail fit? Yes. And I, and I, and I want you guys to embrace that analogy. You, you are, you are, you know, orchestrators. Okay. That's what you are. You are, you are running the symphony. Doctors. You are the conductor and yep, exactly. And, and this, what you're, what you're making the music of is all the channels that you have before you to reach out to that person. And I want you to understand that every good sequence has the crescendo point, this high point where you get basically after that point going forward, diminishing returns on all the touches you try to make. Cause I see people asking how many voicemails do I leave? When is enough is enough? Yes, there is a point of enough. Don't let somebody tell you there's never enough, you know, until they respond. It's like, no, goodness, don't do that. Like you need to know when to walk away. And that typically happens around eight to 10 touches. Around eight to 10 touches, if you look at the data across the board, law of diminishing return kicks in and each touch after that is far less effective. It starts really dropping off. Okay. By the time you read 16 plus touches, if they haven't responded, you're not going to get it. You're probably not going to get it at that point. So it's cut your losses and move on. So you want to use the voicemail strategically in those opening touches. You are on touch three four, five, six, where it starts really starting to peak and then it's going to level off and then we're going to see the drop off. That's the voicemail moment to tee up that big email where you make your ask that, that, you know, that touch you're going to do on social, it's going to push for the meeting. That's the time. Amazing. Let's, so understand it's a symphony, a harmony, and the voicemail is part of that harmony. It completes it. Uh, let's have some fun with everybody in the chat. Put the number of touches that are in your most used sequence or cadence, how many touches are in your most used sequence? Look, 18, 14, 16, 22, seven. Seven, if you're a seven person, you should probably be using voicemail around the three or yeah. four touch point, or you could add more steps and take it up a notch. But I see a lot of tens, twelves. Jim, my man, the rag man, Jim, the rag man is uh, four touches. I can appreciate that. Jim's very transactional. I know I know your business, buddy. Uh, six, <laughs> look, seven-ish maybe. I love it. Touch seven. This is great. Uh, let's talk a little bit before we 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 go to Q and A. What's a final tip? Everybody coming away from the show now, yes or no? Let me know. Are you thinking about voicemail differently? You need a final tip coming away from the show. What does everybody need to be thinking about when it comes to leaving voicemails? Give it to them. Yeah. Okay. So we've established this is an auto-generated message from the system, guaranteed delivery. Okay. Text message mentality. Short sweet like you're talking to a friend because if they press play you want to come off like it's just a friend talking to a friend teeing up the next action leave the voicemail especially when you're adding those cold calling touches in the middle of the sequence okay and be very very specific give them 
clear expectations of what you want them to do next. I need yep. you looking here. I want you, you're going to see this from me over there. You're going to get another call from me tomorrow morning at this exact hour, at this exact time. Be insanely specific and watch how that voicemail mm. increases the efficacy, the, the likelihood of response on that next touch. Amazing. That is a great takeaway. We are going to go to Q&A now. I'm going to answer all of your questions. Bilal is going to get each question. He's going to answer it real fast. Before we do that, though, you are going to get a survey after the show. Fill it out. How did we do? Was this interesting for you? Did you know all this stuff about voicemails? Are you changed the way forever? Like the way that you think about voicemails? I hope so, because you freaking should be. This one comes from Robert. How do you get cell phone numbers, Bilal? Oh, man, you know, there's a lot of providers out there. But you know what? I saw an interesting stat from these uh, guys, Apex uh, 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 go-to-market. They were saying that a shift has happened after COVID and that direct company lines are now higher connect rates than cell phones. I think people have kind of come back off um, using their cell phone as much and maybe even deleted some of these VoIPs because you can download, if you're at a large company, you guys have to know this, your buyers can download the, the company VoIP on their phone. They can also delete it. Yep. So if they don't want those co those calls coming to their cell phone, they want them to stay on their office line, they could do that. Yep. So I, I would say don't stress too much about cell phone numbers. Don't stress too much because the data is actually shifting right now and showing that company lines are starting to have a higher pickup rate mm -hmm. than cell phone. Yep. And I'll tell you this, Robert, you want to take another step forward. Next time you do an email campaign, pay very close attention to the out of office replies. You'll see a lot of cell phone numbers listed in signatures in your out of office reply. Smart. That's always a win. I get a lot of cell numbers that way. Uh, this one comes from Tom. What if you target smaller companies and they don't have voice over IP? Is there something different about the voicemail that he should be doing? You know what? It's it's rare they don't have it, but if they don't, still leave the voicemail. Yeah. Still tee it up and just keep it just as short as you would. I mean, look, it's not costing you anything. You already put in the effort. It's already some cost. You put in the effort to find their contact information. You put in the effort to dial them. You waited until all the way at the end, and now you're just going to walk away scot-free with a ghost touch? Why? You just take the 10 seconds and say something. Yeah. Say anything at all, right? It's better yeah. than nothing. I will say, Tom, just because they don't have voice over IP does not mean they don't get a transcription. If you're calling somebody's cell phone, their iPhone will give you a transcription, and a lot of people read those on the toilet, or the, so I'm told. Anyway, uh, let's get with Aaron here. has got a good question. Uh, do you have training that outlines the big picture for a sequence? Also, would love to hear about email training. Aaron, hit me up. Uh, I I'm happy to talk about that. Let's connect. Uh, also, Bilal has a lot of resources. So hit Bilal up for anything cold calling and sequence related. He can help you there too. Uh, Monica says, in a sequence, do you leave a voicemail for every email or three emails and then one call? Is there a pattern? I think we talked about touch four and five and six kind of being the sweet spot, right? Yes. I mean, look, it depends on your buyer. If they're hard to reach, maybe you are doing a call for every email. I wouldn't recommend that as a default, but that's not to say that shouldn't happen in some sequences. My advice is, you know that there are maybe two or three very critical emails in your sequence. Usually that first one, that third one, maybe that fourth or fifth one, that's where you need to be adding a call with a voicemail as a task and making sure that you're sent, you're doing the voicemail before you send e uh, that email and teeing up that subject line. Yeah, Aaron, uh, that's a great, great response there. I hope that answered your question. Aaron Hornbaker says, will people actually answer their cell phones? My experience is yes. In some yeah. cases, they actually prefer it. Don't you feel the same way? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a dumb, especially decision makers. They are running around constantly, always moving. Sometimes they're at events and conferences, especially in conference season. Like that's sometimes the only way that you can reach them. They, I know people that will literally be like, 
on their voice messages, like their greeting, they'll be like, for a better response, text me. What? That's for a faster response, text me? That's what you just said? I'm definitely in for that. I'm texting you. Uh, all right. So this is the last question. This one comes from Anonymous. Shout out to Anonymous attendee for asking the question. Uh, what's the next touch that you would suggest after a voicemail? Because what's next should be crucial in truly owning that real estate in their inbox. Anonymous, you should not have been anonymous. That's a great question. It is a great question. It's it's a, uh, my my preferred thing is an email, and like it it I I literally have it up ready to press send as soon as I hang up on the voicemail, right? Like I just want to time it because I wanted I wanted to get there, I wanted to get there at the same time the auto generated message happens. Like I want it to be as immediate as possible, so I get the double tap in their inbox. That'd be my recommendation. Just like do it as fast yeah. as possible. Yo, have your template loaded up. There's nothing wrong with having it ready to go and you know you're about to leave a voicemail. There are a lot of systems in place right now and available to you where you could write that template and it literally works with the disposition of the call. Left voicemail, this email goes out. Hey, just left you a voicemail at pool's number, right? Attaches phone number. You can set this up. Be smart about these things, guys. You don't have to be working with one hand tied behind your back. All right, we are going to go ahead and drop this link so that Bilal can share this incredible resource with you. Go get it. This is free stuff that this man creates so that you can be a better seller. Learn to sell.io slash mic drop. That's where you want to be. You want to go grab that resource. And we want to thank you for spending your time with us today. Bilal, thank you, my friend, for coming my to the show and sharing your wisdom. I always appreciate your insights. Again, y'all, you're going to get that survey. I appreciate your feedback. This is how I continue to create a great experience for you and the rest of the people that come to the show. My friend, we will see you next time. Everybody have a great day, a great weekend. Thanks for coming out, and we will see you on the next Sell Better show.